This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. I hope she does it again. And we're back with another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford, and with us today is Richie Herod, our host, and our friend Stephen Dawn of Elevation Fitness. Today, we're going to kind of ask ourselves a question, why we hunt, um, explore the reasons why you know people do certain hunts and uh, what our real purpose is out there. Um, with that said, I'll uh, let our host take it away. Well, Steve and I had this conversation the other day, and we thought, hey, this would be fun to share with everyone, you know, (laughs) because I think, you know, there's an ongoing debate about this, and there has been for years and years about, you know, what is it about hunting? Why do we hunt? And I guess what I would start out with to say is that this is not meant to be a debate. Um, We're not here to tell someone what they do is right or wrong, because that, you know, what you do is your, your own business, and uh, how you decide to hunt, that's up to you. But this is more about kind of exploring why do we hunt and make maybe make you think a little bit about it. The next time you're walking through the woods, it's like, why am I out here? You know. And we kind of explored this a little bit in our very first uh, We Are Outdoorsman short film. And I guess maybe way I would start and then let Stephen chime in here would be, you know, I grew up on a cattle ranch in eastern Oregon, and hunting was a way of life for us. It was something that was, sh- sh- you know, uh, shared with us from our parents and grandparents, and so it was passed down from generations. It's just who we are. We hunt. The reason we hunt is because that's how we fed our families. You know, we were on a cattle ranch, but we always ate elk and deer and chuckers and pheasants, and that's that's how we fed ourselves. And so, you know, getting a trophy was just bonus. And, it, and it, to this day, that's kind of what it is for me. You know, getting a big animal is kind of a bonus thing. It's not what I set out to do. I hunt because I like to eat and I like feeling part of part of nature, being part of the environment. That's That's what it is for me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel the same way. This is this is loaded because um, this isn't a debate today. However, comma it's yeah. one of the biggest debates yeah. amongst hunting, right? Is yeah, like, for sure. Is uh, why do you hunt, and what you know? What's the reason behind it? What drives you're killing animals? Yeah. You well, should, yeah. You should uh, tell them what you know how this started because you posed me a question. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> which I, I was, answered right away. I was helping a buddy. Yes, he did. I was helping a buddy. Uh, I actually filmed a, a couple hunts for a buddy of mine who's a guide, and I was helping him with a with a pack out of a giant. We wanted to pack this huge bull out yeah. in one trip, just he and I, and we did. And so he was sharing a story with me about um, his last hunter that came in, and regardless of the cost of the hunt, it was – it was a it was a spendy hunt. Yeah. But the guy came and he killed a very big mature bull day one and he flew home. And so I 
I asked Rich, I said, <laughs> so in your opinion, and I, I love to ask people this, what does the hunt look like to you if, let's say money wasn't even involved? Would you rather have a this big, mature, when I say, when I, th- I think when we both refer to trophy, we, in my opinion, that's can be the experience as well. It's not oh, just sure. the animal, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but when, when, when I'm out there for, a, for that experience or that animal, I sometimes question, well, would I be just as happy if this big mature bull or deer or bear, I love to bear hunt, mm-hmm. if this big mature bear walked out in front of me day one and I kill it, would I be just as happy with that? Or would you be just as happy with that if it, if it happened day one or if it happened day 10. Yeah. When I said I prefer to be out there longer, but I'm also a hunter and oppor- you know, opportunist. So if, if something does walk in front of me day one and conditions are right, I'll probably, I'll probably take it, but I'm not going home. I still have, you know, my brother there or her buddy. You know, yeah, not, not a chance. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going home. But yeah, I think, I think my immediate answer was, oh, I'd much rather be out there longer because that's why I'm there. I'm there for the experience to feel part, to be a predator and chase a prey is primal. And that's why I do it. I'm out there because it, it's something that's sort of in my core. And that's why I'm doing it. It's, uh, it's not about the score. Although I, you know, I'm like any other hunter. I, it's really cool to get a big one. Oh yeah, and, and you know this—it's something else, and and for me that kind of represents uh, the work that goes into getting close to that kind of animal. That's hard, and so you know getting that—that's what it means to me, and and it's not a bragging thing, and I don't put it on my wall to brag. It's—I could tell you a story about every one of those heads down there, you know, in detail. <laughs> that's how it is for me. Yeah, you know, it's um. There's, there is always that size comparison and, oh, I bet you try to just go out and trophy hunt and, and it's like, well, well ne- no, I mean, and at the same time, yes, this, I'm out here <laughs> yeah. for this experience, yeah. you know, yeah. and, an, and I'm an analogy guy. And how many times have you gone and looked for a new pickup and, and asked the salesperson, Hey, which one has the smallest engine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you haven't done I that. like that. That one's a great color, but which one has the least amount of horsepower <laughs> so I can t- go show it to my friends? You know, and it's, and it's, it's just one of those things. And this is one of those topics that people avoid at all costs, you know, like, Oh no, I'm there for the experience. Well, so am I absolutely. But I also want to take that biggest, oldest, most mature animal out of the the bloodline. So that way the youngsters can come up and, and, and continue. You know, there's a, a lot of folks that don't even realize that these really old mature, like these older mature does, they'll dry up. Yeah. The same thing with the bulls, you know, they'll, but they're big and strong and they're capable and they've got after three or four years, you know, a bull elk is a top, he's, he's a predator in himself. He oh, can yeah. kill those youngsters. And, you know, so there's, if we wanted to break it down in a hundred different layers, there's lots and lots of different, different ways to look at it. But I think that, uh, yeah, I want the experience. You know, the question of why do we hunt, you know, we, we as people, the reason that we haunted was to for food i mean that's what it comes down to people hunted because they needed food that's why they did it and here we are in the 21st century do we need to hunt for food what do you think about that 
I would say no. <laughs> we don't need to. No, it's not although, necessary. Although here, you know, in the COVID era, kind of interesting. You're told to stay home. People did panic. I can't go down and you know buy my steak out of the cooler. But it's also gotten a lot more political though too, with how your meat is, you know, that you're getting from the store. Is Absolutely. Being, you know, if you're harvesting your own animal, it's way more humane and ethical than you know you going down to the, the market and picking up meat that was slaughtered in a. In a in a warehouse that also housed right. another five hundred thousand cows, you know, standing side by side. Oh yeah, that that's a really good point. And when I kill something, I know exactly where that animal came from. I know exactly what hands touched it. They're mine because I do all my own processing, and I I know how that's you know how that's going to eat because I'm the one that took care of it. And there's something to be said about that. And of course, we are in kind of an era of. Uh, of kind of self-reliance, you know, that's becoming more in vogue. But, you know, for some of us, that's just what we've done forever. <laughs> you know, yeah, and being in the hunting industry, um, specifically really focused in the archery portion of it this year, um, in, a, in a business sense, I had more people introduce themselves to me this year from, let's say, March to about August who wanted to learn how to shoot a bow because they mm. couldn't, they literally, there was no meat on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and unfortunately it's 2020 and there's still a lot of folks out there that think that animals are born in the supermarket Yep, and they they don't have souls, but the ones that are running around who are more free than any of us will ever be, right. they have more choices than any of us will ever have. They have more experiences and more wit and more ability than any one of us here right. or that are listening um you know that it's that it's not right to take that animal's life and it's not but again i want to know where my food comes from absolutely you know, would you how many times do you let a stranger come into your garden and, at your house yeah. and just do whatever they want hey what's in that bottle what are you spraying on there oh don't worry about it just trust me <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be You'll fine, be fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry about don't it don't worry about it yeah you know and the brutal truth is, is that none of us would be here something for you guys to think about none of us would be here if our ancestors didn't hunt That's none right. of us yeah. not a single person yeah. not even you that, that one that, who's like oh, i would be that one dude yeah yeah for sure so there's um i think that there's a a way that we can present that and share it as hunters maybe not to anti-hunters as much but to Mm non-hunters yeah um you know my lady didn't grow up hunting per se but she fished with her dad a lot Mm -hmm. and she has a connection with animals she also understands that eating healthy meat and and food and having a carnivorous diet is important. And so obviously that has to come from somewhere. So she she has a, a very solid interest in the whole thing, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, I mean, the whole discussion yesterday was <laughs> what drives you to hunt? Why do you yeah. hunt? What kind of hunt do you want? You know, so. Yeah, like I was telling him, I said, for me, it's just, it's in my fabric. It's who I am. It's, it's my makeup. It's my family history. Uh, we do it for a lot of reasons, but for me, really, and, and it's a part of what I talked about in that short film, is it, it's uh, being part of nature, being that immersed in your surroundings that you are a predator, just like a cougar or something else. And if you get yourself that immersed into that environment, there is no experience like that, in my opinion. No. And that's why... I do that. And it's not, 
And I was telling Stephen, you know, I like to get a big bull, and sometimes I might even tell myself, you know, the first week or something I'm going to, you know, definitely try to take a branch antler bull. I might pass up a cow or something like that. But if the experience for me during that period of time, I'll go away from my own little silly rule immediately, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll do it in a heartbeat, you know. I, I've had one year I had, um, actually it's right where I shot this bull this year. And so like eight years ago, I think it was in that very same spot, only about a hundred yards apart. I came through there, made a couple cow calls, had these two bulls come down. One of them was a six point, a small six. And the other one was this one that I shot, which was a, like a two point with kind of a funny looking horn. And, uh, um, the stock that I made and the way that I had them come in was just, it was, uh, you know, I, I was in the moment, our buddy, uh, Riley. And when we hunt, we call it being in the circle, you know, the circle of life. I was in the circle at that moment. And I'm like, I'm shooting, the, I'm shooting the first bullet walks in front of me here. I don't care how big it is. I'm not going to gun for that other one. This whole experience was really cool. I just wanted one close and I got one and I, I'm as proud with that bull as I have been with, you know, the ones that are, are quite a bit bigger. So, you know, for me, it, it is a lot about the right combination of things when I'm out there that make me want to take that animal and, and be happy with that meat when I get home. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I took, I took these young men out in Utah this year on their very first elk hunt and they drew a, um, this Pavant tag, which is major. In hard Utah. to get. Yeah. Very hard. And they were cousins and they're young, they're, you know, they're early twenties. One of them's a, I think still a teenager. And they're like, well, we're not going to shoot unless it's a three something. <laughs> and I'm and neither one of them have seen a 300 inch bull. <laughs> well, we're not going to this or that or whatever. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write down daily what your goals are. Yeah. And it started out, which I'm sure a lot of you guys and gals out there can, um, uh, connect with, well, I'm going to, I'm holding out for a 340 bull. And then day two or three, it's like, I'm holding out for a 310 bull. <laughs> day five is like, if that thing has two antlers, I'm holding out for it. And then like day seven, you're like, if it's brown, it's down, man. <laughs> like, you just shot a deer. Yeah, you just right. shot a deer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's, you know, it had these, these realistic and unrealistic expectations of, you know, why. I grew up in the way out in the country in Michigan. Um, you know, I had an hour and 35 minute one way bus ride to school and, uh, not like this whole, oh, we had to ride dinosaurs and like that mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah. you know, I had it tougher than anybody else kind of deal. But we, we grew up way out in the, in the country and, um, man, they're in the township that I grew up in Johnstown township before I moved out of Michigan in 2003, I think the census was like 61 or 63 white tailed deer per square mile. Oh, wow. So we had a 20 something acre hayfield that, you know, we did three or four cuts depending on the year, every year and, um, cattle farms all around horse farms, all that stuff. And we had a dozen tags every year. So I cut my teeth on shooting whitetails, you know, from the ground, from, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. And I remember being a kid freezing to death, you know, and my dad, who I don't still don't think he has any like like sensory in any of his appendages because it could be 
negative 18 with a with a wind chill and he, no gloves on and no he's gloves. like it's you know like dad it's three in the morning why are people aren't even alive yet you know and it's like it's time to go hunting and he'd That's go out and he'd kill a deer man strength right yeah there. he'd kill a deer and throw it in the truck and come back and we'd all we'd just be enamored by it you know and you're like it's so good and we just grew up on that meat and oh, it's yeah. just something it turned into i want to go have that experience and who can set the quietest and who can be the most still and mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there, even if you don't have a weapon, you you see these animal behaviors that you don't experience unless you're out there. Um, I fell asleep one time sitting against a tree with a shotgun in my hand because I was my blind was frozen. We <laughs> made them out of hay bales in this like perforated plastic kind of Perfect. board, and my my the hay bales were were frozen together, and I couldn't get in the blind. Cause there's this one little hay bale that I'd move and I'd pop in there, you know, yeah. and I even had a little heater in there and everything and I couldn't get in there. So I sat against this tree and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, there was a doe, just the back end of a doe walking by me out into the field and who knows how long she'd been around. Right. Me. But if I had, I not even ever been out there, right. but I never experienced that. And I was shaking. I had typewriter leg. I was shaking out of my boots. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know? <laughs> Typewriter so, leg knots, a good one. All these, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've seen four or five bucks fighting each other at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had, I just filmed my buddy when I, we were on right. that elk hunt. Chipmunks fighting on his knee over a Fig Newton yeah. that he had in his hand. And, and they're fighting over yeah. who gets the bigger piece of Fig Newton. And he's trying not to get bit, yeah. you know? And it's like, there's these experiences that you're going to have whether you're pulling a trigger or not. So just being out there, putting yourself in a position to pull the trigger, it's it's amazing. I mean, you're going to be missing out on a lot if you don't have those experiences. Yeah, you know, there's this kind of this romantic notion that that's the way it's going to be every time. And, and obviously it's not. And if you listen to one of our other podcasts that we had Stephen on, we talked about, you know, preparing to be out there and what it takes physically and mentally, and sometimes you're going to be challenged. It's not going to be as romantic as, as we're describing it, but you know, really that's what we're after. We're after that experience, I and mean, that's part of this deal. That's why we do it, uh, as well as providing good food for our, for our tables. But um, it's something that we would challenge you to think about the next time you're out. And, and granted, there are people who don't have time. We talked about that, too. You know, some, you know, if you work and all you have is weekends, you can't get as immersed as some of us get to do. And we, we totally get that. Oh, 100%. And you should still go on your weekend and you should still try to have that experience. Um, the, the question still becomes whether it's all about the size of the animal and your bragging rights to your buddy or do you do it for other reasons. And that's really what we're just trying to challenge you with is to think about, you know, think about that part of it. Yeah, you know, and I think the... The last thing, my last piece of input is if you, again, back to the analogies, uh, I've been in sports my whole life, as I know you have, how many times at the end of the Stanley Cup does the whole team stand in front of the Stanley Cup so nobody can see it and they try to hide it? What do they play for all year? They hold that bugger high. What do they prepare high. for? Yeah. You hold it and you grab it with two hands and yeah. you show it off with yeah. pride, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, I got this. A lot of work goes into that. A lot of work goes into that. And it's that way with my bear. I mean, the first black bear I shot was a dandy. And I worked my tail off for that thing. And I hunted that bear for a couple years. If I'm going to be honest, I hunted that specific bear for a couple years. <laughs> and I was super proud of it, you know. Um, but, uh, the, you know, deer, elk, it doesn't matter what it is, a duck, you know. I remember the very first time I shot a duck, 
I missed a thousand of them. And I'm like, these things are wearing Kevlar suits or something. Cause I know I'm hitting them, you know, <laughs> I know I'm a really good shot. And I wasn't, I was missing, you know, cause I couldn't, I couldn't get it down. Yeah. That one time that I figured it out and connected, it was like, that was the most valuable waterfowl that's ever existed, <laughs> you know, on the face of the planet. So, and I held it up and I was super proud of it. And and I'm like, wait, take more pictures. Take a picture from this angle, yeah. you know? And now we're eating well. And now we're eating well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. So I don't think there's a problem with if you're proud of the effort you've put in and you've somehow outwitted one out of 20 shots. You've outwitted that animal in its environment, which is extremely difficult to do. We're not tying these things to trees, you right. know? Um, be proud of it. Get Get a picture with it. You know, and if you want to consider that as your trophy, I don't have a problem with it, mm. but present it in a fashion that you put the effort in and how many teams or individuals or sports or all these different competitive environments, which is what hunting is, right? You're competing against mother nature. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many variables. And so why not be proud of that trophy at the end, which is a ton of meat and is an experience and photos and you've got that beautiful animal on your wall if that's what you choose to do with it you know well or if it's a spike or it doesn't matter or if what it's it a is cow. yeah i mean you know to me that's that could be your trophy as well and you should you know this is my opinion i think you should look at it that way be proud of what you accomplished and uh and then again you're eating well that's the thing eating yeah. well everyone has a reason we want to hear your reason why you hunt um if you hunt you you have a purpose you have a reason why you do it and so uh, we want you to add to this conversation and uh share it uh, on on our facebook page or uh, send it to us in a message on instagram you can reach us uh at wao podcast on each of those platforms be sure to follow Herod outdoors on facebook and max lure on facebook go check out steven's elevation fitness training and uh thanks for thanks for joining us again and uh be sure to go like subscribe and uh we will see you next week <laughs>